0: When I was in secondary school, mm. I remember Sanngtu, what we do is we buy stuff from Taobao in China, right We buy wholesale to Singapore and then we sell it to other block, block shops for them to sell. So things like your uh, plastic watches, your very cheap earpiece. Right. And we, I remember there's this product right that was a very good seller and we came out with the name for the product. We name it Jelly Banger Watch. It's just this plastic watch that you know there are a lot of different color. Right. And then everybody started calling it jelly banger watch and they were like taking it like twenty to thirty per block shop, they're just selling left and right. Right. So okay. at the point we really make a lot of money. Like can you imagine like at secondary school, right? You make like seven thousand dollars like every month.
1: Doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's insane.
1: Yeah. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. We are back today with Jerry from Scratchback. I want to ask, like, this case competition, pitch competitions, right? I've always been curious. You know, I, I see some of my friends on Instagram, uh, they- they're putting out, oh, I-, I just completed a three-day competition. What's it like? What is expected? And what can you get out of it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love this question. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, I have a few companies before. I started a few things before I even went to university. Right. So I know. Uh, But then when I wanted to start a tech company, right, something in tech, I thought like, hey, you know what, I need to raise money. Uh, And how to raise money? You know, I go to a case competition. I pitch something, you know, Mm. brilliant. If I win, the money will come and Mm. then the product will be built. (laughs) 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 That that was my mentality. Even though I have started something else before. Right. Uh, But those are all brick and mortar, right? And so I realized that going to this kind of competition, right, really does nothing for you <laughs> 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 unless unless you have you um it's really networking exposure to people right, but if you just stop at the ideal stage right nothing will come out of it, yeah, yeah, so something only came out when uh we started focusing on building the product, mm-hmm. building the business itself, and then when you go to other sharing right it can be a small sharing big sharing private sharing. I know just me talking to you maybe you'll give me opportunities later right yeah but if you really have some traction and some hard work into the product or the service that you're building then the opportunities will come if not right it's just a case competition I I can talk big I say I have this brilliant idea mm. nothing ha- happened <laughs> nothing happened at all you know? I
1: win the prize and then
0: like and then I Twitter my my fingers yeah, yeah. nothing happened
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when you go into these competitions do they like lay out a bunch of rules for you to follow and What's the usual duration for these things? Like uh, a right. day, or two days, three days? They
0: are like forty-eight hours type. They are like a season type, like maybe a few months. Okay, right. And you know, uh, like all Singaporeans, right? Yeah, they show you how to check the box. Mm. You are damn good at checking the box because you just <laughs> everybody is good at studying, right? Yeah. Like you look at the uh, grading rubrics. Right. It's like okay, I have this, I have that, and then it's very easy to win. And right. A lot of ideas that win actually. Even for my own ideas that I went for, I feel like there's no substance. It's just like checking boxes. (laughs) Did any of your ideas uh, win this competition? So my realisation of them being useless is because I win all. (laughs) 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 You know, there's this uh, very big one. It's called um, uh, Start Weekend Singapore. So again, startup weekend Singapore. Startup weekend okay. Singapore. Like we okay. for mm. first place. You know, there's this <laughs> China ASEAN smart city. You know what we win before? There's okay. this Enactus Global. You know, all right. like wow. You you hear already like yeah, wow, yeah. big, like, very interesting like right. events. Right. Like everything we win before. Right? Then right. like, but you you just stop there. Huh? <laughs> there's <laughs> the end already, you know, Like they are events company. Uh. Mm. they they just create that event and then right. that's it. They they won't help you. Uh, nobody will help you in your ome- entrepreneurship journey unless you really do it yourself.
1: I see. And that's all I can say. I see. I see. And 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 was there like prize money for these events?
0: Uh, SUDD used to do this one with uh SMU. It's called Create for Good. Mm. Uh, case competition, and that one was a fifty k.
1: Fifty k for the
0: first prize. Correct. Correct. Mm. Uh, and then in actors, I think maybe ten thousand. You know, mm. China ASEAN maybe another ten thousand. Startup weekend Singapore, I forgot already. Like very little. Uh, but big, big, small, small, I think when I was in university, we won, like, 200k worth of, like, all the different, different prizes. Wow.
1: But it led to nothing much. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what what happens? Like, okay, I mean, let's say you're a winner of this competition, right? Now, you have a team, right, who who entered a competition with you. It's probably a team of three, four mm. people, maybe. Uh, do you guys split the money or maybe you collectively decide, okay, you know what, we love, this, we love the idea. We want to go. Explore a bit more on this mm. and then you spend the money on this.
0: I think usually when people go to this competition, right, they form a team very haphazardly. Right. Like like me also. And we are very good at like just pitching and create something fast and just pitch and go. Right. Uh, then after that, like who can really commit to the idea and really stick stick through and make it happen? Right. right. Very few. So mm. a lot of times it's like oh the few that uh decided to uh work on it, mm. come together and then they work on it. Mm. Um so we took the money. And then we uh work on a few prototypes. Uh, and that's when I realized that we really need to work hard on you know. it. One of the ideas that we had, right, is a mm. uh, virtual CPR, VR CPR. Like, how can we make uh, doing CPR fun, you know? And a lot of problems with learning CPR and people still freezing when the actual thing happened, right? It's because there's no uh, scenario-based training. Mm. So, when you see the things happening, you don't actually react to it. Mm. Uh, so, we wanted to create like a fun game that you can do scenario-based training for CPR. Mm-hmm. And we come with a prototype and everything. Uh, we went to pitch to different different agencies, uh, National Heart Foundation, we met the CEO, met all the interesting people like even the dare program from SCDF we realized that nobody want to buy so like I see it's expensive uh, nobody want to buy so we kill the project then we use part of the project to start something new and like we always try another thing try another thing Um, I think it's also through the experience I realized that no matter what you win right you don't put in the effort and you find right product market fee uh, it's useless one right yeah. so at the end of the day just even for, for what we are doing now is really focus a lot on uh, the product create good product got traction money will come investors
1: will come are there any of these uh, competitions that you've been to the idea actually came into fruition as into the real market so I think it's in around
0: 2018 okay 19 my team and I we wanted to do VR offices you
1: know, ah, again with the VR. I yeah. see a trend. We, we we really like VR stuff. Like
0: we play a lot of VR games. Right. You are like you know, why if we don't need to go to work, you, know, you can go to like your office like from the comfort of your home, just mm. like teleport to your office. Right. Can we make like a VR experience like so good that you can work in the VR? Mm. Uh, and then we pitch to like. Some professors, right? Maybe some investors. Then they say like, "This is a stupid idea." <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, you know what happened? Covid happened. Work right. <laughs> from home happened. Yeah. And then after got a lot of companies doing VR offices. Then like, one land. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, the VR was yeah. actually from that original idea. Uh, like, okay, see. we need to do something practical, <laughs> right? Like what is practical? <laughs> Nothing is more practical
1: than saving a life. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. And and is there a range to these competitions, so or you can just come up with the most wildest things or any idea? Uh,
0: usually, these kind of competitions got uh, a uh, team. Theme. Theme. Ah. Teams, mm. uh, and you know, social good is always a big team. Mm. Uh, recently, there are a lot of Web three uh, competitions. What is a uh, Web three? Wow, web three, yeah.
1: I, mean, I mean the right. simplest if you can. Right. Okay, a simple answer might not be easy though. No. Right,
0: okay, <laughs> I I will copy from somebody who wrote it on the internet. Right, right, right. So web one is when you can consume content on the internet. Right. right. So people create all the different different pages. You just open and you read it like a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, web two got different phases. Web two early version is you can read and you can write. You can contribute to the content on online. Mm-hmm. So think about Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's, uh, I can contribute to maybe a new article and other people can consume. That's right. uh, and then maybe the later phase of Web 2, uh, which is the mobile boom. Now you can read and write and interact on the mobile anywhere you can go. Mm-hmm. So you have services like uh, Airbnb or Grab or Uber coming out. Right. So that's uh, Web 2. And then now Web 3 is, can you own the internet? Mm-hmm. Can you own part of the internet? So mm-hmm. decentralize uh, your data, you own it. Maybe you monetize. You can. You can also monetize from it. Mm-hmm. So last time, Web Two is like uh, there's a you know big uh, organization that owns everything that you do, like platform based. Yeah. So whatever you do, uh, your data doesn't belong to you. They can make money of it. Mm-hmm. So now Web Three people are thinking, you know, how can we bring more equity uh, to the people and distribute the wealth to the people who are actually using all the services? Right. So you decentralize the servers, you decentralize the uh who owns the currency. Uh, a lot of these kind of things. Uh,
1: and that's got to do with uh, Crypto and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's confusing stuff. Confusing <laughs> stuff <laughs> for, uh, for the layperson. Yeah. But
0: if, at the end of the day, for a layperson person, you must uh, just need to know that where she mm. is trying to uh redistribute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to make it more equitable for right. the uh the the individuals.
1: All right. Let Let's quickly touch on the fact that you said you you have done some businesses before, mm. right? And was this like prior to university?
0: Oh yeah, it was very early actually.
1: Right, let let's hear more about that.
0: Right, when I was in secondary school, mm-hmm. I remember Sec Two, my sister was Sec Four, okay, and then uh, and my brother Sec, sec Three. The three of us, we we came up with this thing called uh uh which is our own surname which is quite quite lame. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what we do is we buy stuff from Taobao in China. Right. Because at that point there's no easy buy there's no Q10 or whatever, right? Right. It's just there's Taobao in China Chinese people are using it there are a lot of cheap products there. Mm. We buy wholesale to Singapore and then we sell it to other block, block shops for them to sell. So things like your uh uh, your plastic watches, your very cheap earpiece, right? And we, I remember there's this product, right? That was a very good seller, and we came up with the name for the product. It was originally called a bracelet watch or something. Okay, and then we name it Jelly Banger Watch. It's just this plastic watch that, you know, there are a lot of different color. Right. And then everybody started calling it Jelly Banger watch and they were, like, taking it, like, 20 to 30 per block shop. They're just selling left and right.
1: Right. So, at the point,
0: we really make a lot of money. Like, can you imagine, like, at secondary school, right, you make, like, $7,000 every month.
1: (laughs) Doing (laughs) this? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah.
0: And uh, that whole episode also made me realize something, which is, like, if you don't improve on your services, right, you get... uh, you you are outdated very very quickly. Right. So the next thing we know is the we you know, easy buy come out. Yeah. You know Q ten come out right. selling Korean products, uh, and then and then there's now today we have so many other things right like Lazada we have Shopee, so at that point right we are one of the biggest guys. We are we are selling we are importing and selling. If we automate the process, if we create a platform. You know, right? Maybe today I won't be sitting here. No. I'll be some
1: <laughs> rich pen. You know, <laughs> yeah, some yeah.
0: penthouse somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So if you don't constantly upgrade and follow the times, uh, I think you get you get uh, kicked out real fast.
1: That's amazing, though. Like, um, I mean, two two takeaways I I take from that story. Firstly, you're able to get along with your siblings, <laughs> ah, <yes. laughs> at, at that age, yeah. you know, you're rebellious, and you you guys are able to you know come together and and do a business and and also the the learning point from that where it could be great for a while but if yeah. you don't improve yeah. you'll be obsolete oh, exactly man right uh and to touch more on the the first part of that, uh so were your parents were your parents are the one who said okay you know three of you kids come together do something with your free time oh no man
0: i think that time uh, Oh, it was up and down for the family, you know, uh, financial crisis. Mm. Uh, I remember people coming into our house and, uh, trying to auction away our furniture. Oh
1: my, okay. Yeah,
0: so it was like going to become bankrupt already, that kind of, that kind of story.
1: And we are talking about 2008
0: then. Yeah, 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 Right. right. So, not doing well, then, uh, we were thinking what can we do to, you know, make some money, uh, whatever ways, right, uh, and I think when I was even younger, we, I sell po- Pokemon cards, make mm. my own booster pack and sell. Uh, but I feel that a lot of this comes from uh, my parents. My dad is, uh, you know, he does his own business. He do, he used to do a lot of things. Uh, like He opened a hairdressing salon. Mm. Uh, the name is called Amazon, you know. Uh. He never <laughs> buy the website. Like If we buy the website, maybe not rich so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he do a real estate. He do uh, interior design. uh Many, many different businesses. Mm. Just trying different things. Right. Then my mom, she is uh she's very hands-on. Like last time when we were younger, we made our own skateboard, made our own shelves. Mm-hmm. So you, the the two of these competition really make us very hands-on and you know, adventurous and try try things, no. Right.
1: right. So
0: uh this question reminds me of a research that my my professor was doing. He was researching into uh the relationship between uh, your family and whether you're an entrepreneurial person or not. Like, what is the, you know, correlation? Mm-hmm. And I think he found that uh, a lot of people who start their business is because uh, their parents, one of them is also an entrepreneur themselves. Like, mm. a very high percentage of that. Yeah. yeah and I, I see in a few ways. La. It's either your daddy is rich, right, They can fund you whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Or you monkey see, monkey do, oh, like me. or oh, Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, he can try, and then we also try something like that. Right,
1: right, right. I I, I do see a lot of that um, in some of my friends. Mm. Like I I know that their parents are either self-employed or in the sales line or entrepreneur line. Yeah, And then naturally, I think a lot of these characteristics and traits, uh, as a kid, you just tend to pick it up. And now I'm going to ask, were all your siblings like that or were all of you like extroverts or introverts or... I think we are all extroverts. All extroverts. All extroverts. And you get it from your parents, I guess. In yeah, in in that sense. And one of the popular questions that we always had, you know, like you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are extroverts. How how does an introvert compete or become an entrepreneur? Can they even survive out there? Mm. I think uh,
0: you know, the co-founder dynamic is very important. Mm. You need you need people with maybe outward facing. Uh, you know, okay to just talk cock like me, yeah. And then you need people that really can sit their ass down and you know turn mm-hmm. out a lot of work, right? Uh, so I I feel that you need to find your own spot, law. Uh, as long as you you think that the you align very very well with the vision, mm-hmm. you you have the innate desire and motivation to do you know and go on this journey to like see this vi- vision through. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you are intro uh on a, you are extrovert or introvert, you will mm-hmm. find some way to help you, right? Yeah. So in my case is uh, I can do all these things. Mm-hmm. But if I were to code, right? I know I can code. I will take three hours, you know, but my, my co founder will take
1: fifteen minutes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So get my co founder to do that and I do what I'm good at. Yeah. Exactly how you said. Like different skill sets, you balance it out for your co founding team. Uh and another thing about co founding teams I've heard is like uh investors always ask like what's the co founder dynamics? Right, they'll ask the founder, okay, okay, what, what's your weakness? How are you gonna, you know, combat that weakness? Are mm. you bringing someone in to who has a strength to cover that weakness and all mm. that? Is is that something you experience in all these competitions and and business experiences so far? Um, alright, not in competitions, right? But in mm. actual fundraising. So we
0: are yeah. at our pre-seed round. We raised a uh, half a million uh, Singapore dollars. Fantastic. Uh, very very fortunate. Um, yeah. So. I cannot emphasize the importance on the people at a, such an early stage mm. because um, you know, they say 99% of all startups fail, right? Yeah. And anybody with a rational mind wouldn't go into startup <laughs> if that's the case. So who are these investors betting on? They are not betting on the ideas. The ideas they listen to like a thousand times. Right? like mm. Maybe the same idea mm-hmm. in different you know flavors. They hear it a thousand times. So how why would they invest in you? Uh, my investor tell me that they see whether you will uh, last through the hardship or not. Uh, How long have you been trying to do this? Uh, So, okay, that's the baseline stuff, right? Are you capable or not? Do you have the uh, accolades to show that you're capable? Mm -hmm. Are there any signs that you can do good things? Mm. The next thing is like, okay, uh, do you have perseverance? Right. Like if shit hits the fan, are you going to continue and do it and do it and do it until you succeed? One of my investors told me, I asked him like, what's the difference? You invest in so many people. What's, how do you see like whether uh, a person will succeed? Then he said, the only difference between a successful co-founder, a uh, startup founder and a non-successful one is that the successful one never gave up trying. Yeah, just continue. <laughs> you feel and you go again. You feel and you go again. Right. And then he said that, you know, if you can find these people, uh, they are hardworking. We are not picking, we are not like betting that they will win. We will make them win. <laughs>
1: You oh, know nice. how scary that sounds. <laughs> oh, you know? yeah. It's like,
0: okay, I I want you to... Uh, you know, they don't bet the horse to win. Uh, they, yeah. they make the horse win. <laughs> you think about it, that is a bit true also. You don't have the financial resources, right? If this like behemoth kind of entity comes to you and like, you know, I really believe that you want to make things, mm-hmm. you want to change things, mm-hmm. I, I you know, lend you my my might. Yeah. And then you go out there and you do it. Yeah. So uh, one of my investors, he told me that, you know, it's okay to fail. Right. And it's really backed up by um, how he invested in, in in us. So the cost is something like that. If you fail your first company, it's okay. I want one percent of your next company, and I will. Im- I want to invest in your next company. Okay. So even before he invests in my current idea, he 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 says that. Okay, I think that you really want to do something. I've seen that you try very hard, mm-hmm. you know, keep on going. Mm-hmm. And even if you feel, I'm willing to pay your school fee kind of vibe, right? Yeah. And then so that you can try the next time. I think it's how you, uh, again, go back to working on your own product, right? You work on your product, own product, you encounter a lot of problems, and then you try to solve every one of them. And then when uh you you, you tell this story to your investor, or you show that this happened to your investor, then... then They'll, they'll buy the story. Like. Okay, I, I think I've been talking too much but there's this one part that I really want to share Yeah, uh, why we think that uh what we are building is important. Mm. So we are connecting people to others around them you know, so that they can uh, gain access to opportunities and resources, right? Be it a drill, be it like, or you tell me um, that the downstairs is not open because of a mm-hmm. blackout or you tell me that I should focus on study or you teach me a math question, right? Yeah. Like, how can we do this? And so we call this social capital, right? If you are connected to more people, Uh, of different uh, social classes you you see things differently Mm. and if I have a good relationship with somebody else which is my social capital they might help me they might give me opportunities they might give me resources means money or uh, just tell me keep on telling me that maybe education is important so social capital to us to me especially is very very important Mm. how can we help everybody grow their social capital and that was uh, like a behind the scenes vision of what scratchback is about how can we, through the uh, hyperlocal community, connect people and help them grow their individual social capital? So I, I think you can see from my own experience, right, with the yeah. people I met, like, well, they are helping me this much. And why is that the case? It's because I really uh, try to engage with them, you know, build relationships with them, uh, and then get their advice. And as I'm building my product, they feel like they're part of the journey. Mm. They are, they feel like they are part of my journey. So naturally, when I started raising money, right, uh, people came to me like, "Hey, you know what? I want to support you." So my, my first investor is my uh, university professor. Okay, very very feels very good because, uh, gives you validation again. Uh, right, feels like somebody is supporting you. Well, yeah, yeah, really gives you the motivation to 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 work harder.
1: Right, right. right. Yeah. As a founder, um. And people who are listening in, they're probably wondering what is what is seed funding, what is pre-seed funding, ah, and that yeah. sort of stuff. Maybe you can touch on that a little bit. All right. I think long, long time ago, it's just yeah. uh,
0: seed funding, and then series A, B, C, D, and all the way until IPO, right? Okay. Then after that, they realize there's this group of people that, you know, they have a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Then I want to be so early in the action. So mm-hmm. they call it the pre-seed, pre-seed round. Uh, and usually pre-seed round is betting on people. So one very very good example that comes to my mind, right, is um let's say one championship the CEO, right, right, right. So this guy does he have experience in uh doing uh sports uh media proper media uh thing? Maybe not, but he is in the Muay Thai space. You know, MM, evolve MMA. Mm-hmm. He he hires all the best trainers in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. He have the gym. Right, so he is the best position in the best position to to start a um sports media property in 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 Southeast Asia. Right, and so when he pitch the idea, even even if it's at the ideal stage, right, yeah. people want to invest with. it. Right. Right. so maybe that is called the the pre seed stage, Right, right. Then you got a seed stage. Okay, so pre stage is maybe more of an idea. Seed stage is you have some traction. You are trying to prove that there's the product market fit means that your product people want to consume and willing to pay money mm-hmm. so that's the seed stage uh, you really raise your first uh, series A when you are you want to grow rapidly mm-hmm. means you, you already figure out what works uh, you know that people like this I don't know maybe this chicken rice this version of chicken rice that you're selling mm-hmm. then now you want to sell 10,000 plates right. you want to uh, open 10 stores uh, that's where you go in your series a la. right and after that it's just like growth and growth and growth and growth until ipo
1: right right right. yeah that, that's that's like one of the best <laughs> breakdowns i've heard you know <laughs> like, yeah because I, I always get confused with all these different t- terminologies i think there, there was a book uh buzzwords for startups <laughs> mm, mm, Yeah. <laughs> so online it's just like a bunch of buzzwords that's, this space has a lot of buzzwords Hi guys, thanks for listening in. If you're curious as to what's happening next episode, stay tuned. National Service
0: gave me a lot of confidence because I was sent to OCS. Right. right. Yeah, so... I'm from OCS. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know the yeah. Instagram group? Yeah, the meme. Like, how,
1: how do you tell if a guy... Okay, for those who are wondering what is OCS, OCS is the officer cadet school, yeah. right? And I mean... Uh, they are officers, right, in the, um, so that's a rank up from your regular, but there, there was a, just a meme going around, like singlet, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. No, no. how do you tell someone from OCS, or oh, they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, they always wear the singlet, the singlet right? yeah. And, Even in yeah. university, you'll see, right, <laughs> like this bugger always wears you know. maroon singlet. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, yeah. or sometimes it's worse, it's like, uh, you know that her boyfriend's from OCS, because <laughs> she's always wearing the yeah, OCS yeah. singlet. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the meme. Hi,
0: this is Jerry, and you are listening to Mind Your Business SG.
1: Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nassif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you would like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.